0: When we first met, did you think that my voice was going to be this husky?
1: I feel you like look, it shocks You people. look like someone who has a husky voice, though. So do you I reckon? Think, yeah. So I think I was, it was a lot huskier than I thought, though. Yeah. Just like, oh, That's she's so had a big funny. night. I'm like, no, this is just her 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: what everyone says. Everyone's like, Oh, uh, <laughs> rough one, <laughs> hey? Yeah. <laughs> How many C's did you have last night? I've actually never had a cigarette before in my life.
1: I get told that all of my singing voice are like, oh, do you smoke? I was like, never smoked in my life. Yeah,
0: I've never smoked.
1: Yeah and I'm just like, uh <laughs> <laughs> Sound like the guy from Creed when I sing. Close to your carifune So we'll go sing karaoke Welcome
0: back. Today on the podcast, we have my amazing friend Mitch, AKA Hazlitt. Haslett actually got his name from his middle name. His middle name is actually Hazlitt. so Mitch Hazlitt Lewis. Destined to be a star with a middle name like that, let's be real. Um, Mitch is actually from Brisbane. He's living now in Sweden, unfortunately, but that's great for his creative flow. Um, Mitch and I actually met when we were both in WA he was visiting his sister in Perth and I was actually on um well I was actually working with Edwards and Co at the time actually and um yeah we were just following each other on Instagram and he was like do you want to go have a date and we randomly went and had a date he's got a beautiful soft soft soul um he's so much fun to be around we went on a really fun pub crawl which you'll work out in the episode as well Uh, But Mitch is a beautiful man. He's amazing at what he does. His feed, if you don't follow, follow him on Instagram, you probably should. It's so well curated and thought out. He is just such a being and he's got the quirkiest personality as well. He's just someone that I've just always admired and always know that when I'm around him, I'll be smiling. So I hope that you guys feel the exact same way after this podcast, and I hope that you enjoy it. Here we are with my good friend Mitch. Or I should say Hazlet. Hello.
1: How are you? Good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Um, thanks for coming to the W Brisbane while I'm in town.
1: It's a pleasure to be here in my hometown <laughs> yeah. at your hotel.
0: <laughs> Even though you live in Sweden. Yes. Um, can you grab your phone for me? Phone is here. Well, so we like to kind of... Oh, you've listened. Yeah, I've listened to a couple. So we like to start with like just something out of the phone, just as like a bit of an icebreaker. Okay. I feel like I'm not going to know any of your music, so let's not go to Spotify.
1: (laughs) You don't like Walking in Memphis by Mark Cohen? No, I don't. Classic. (laughs)
0: Um, So let's go to your last text.
1: Last text is uh, to my friend who's... (laughs) We're having a barbecue today. Okay. And he's a sommelier, and I was asking him what wine he's bringing. So I, I, oh, I have he's a sommelier? To, yeah. Shut up. So I used to, we used to play drums. He played drums in the band with me back in the day. And now he, um, he's, he left the band to go run restaurants and stuff because he really loved it. Do
0: you know that that is, like, literally one job that I really want to do? Yeah. I reckon if you're a sommelier, that's like – I've always said to mum, like, I'd love to go on a date with a sommelier because could you imagine? It'd be great. It'd be so good. But so would it get annoying? annoying
1: after a while though? Yeah,
0: it might get annoying.
1: It's like, actually, I want a rosé. It's like, doesn't go well with the food. And yeah. you're like,
0: actually, we're eating a steak. You should yeah. be having red.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, he's but yeah, he's um he's really good with wines and stuff. So I was like, oh, if I bring over a Nebbiolo, is he going to roast me for what I bring? So I was just wanted to see like.
0: So what is he bringing?
1: Uh, he hasn't written back.
0: Oh, okay. So <laughs> Right.
1: My last text for him was, was that, what time is he coming over? And then I was like, what wine are you bringing? Yeah. And then, yeah.
0: Yeah um so talk to me where where's hazlet how was it originated the name well everything um you were in a band and now you've gone solo
1: yeah i was in a band the band broke up i stopped doing music i got a job in an advertising agency because i was like okay music didn't work out yeah time to do a big boy job yeah um and i was also dating a girl at the time who was like maybe you should get a real job and i was like okay cool music
0: is a real job fucker yeah
1: (laughs) These things happen. Um, And so I did that for a bit. And then I started playing in uh, pubs and stuff Mm -hmm. just in the meantime to make a bit of extra cash. Because when I started the advertising agency, I hadn't studied or anything. So it was an internship. And I was like, I'm not really getting paid for this. Yeah. What can I do? I played bass. I guess I can learn guitar. I guess I'll try and sing. And then an old uh, publisher, a friend of ours, saw like a YouTube cover that I recorded. Yeah. And he rang me. He's like, he's like. You didn't tell me you could fucking sing. Like why? Why are you doing this? And I was like, what? I was like, does he like my stuff or is he does is he, he hate it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And he was like, he was like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, I, know, I can't sing. I'm just singing in pubs. I'm singing Wonderwall six times a night. So yeah. I like Earn a couple hundred bucks. Like, <laughs> um. And he he said he wanted me to come up to Sweden because he's based up there. He's originally from Australia. Okay. And he wanted me to come up to Sweden to record. And I was like, oh, I've got a real job now. I'm not really doing music. I uh, think
0: maybe that's when. Did we meet when you were at the advertising? Maybe.
1: No, I think it was just after. It was when I just went back to music because after a while, me and this girl broke up, and I think my first two phone calls was to my mum, and the second phone call was to this guy Hayden to be like, "Oh, you still want me to come up to Sweden and record music?" And yeah, he hooked it up, and I met a couple of guys up there, and kind of I've been back and forth between Australia and there. Yeah, for ages. For ages now, and I I moved up there more full time two years ago. And then, yeah.
0: Yeah, the rest is history. The rest is history. And you love it.
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: I mean, you do, you are the European boy. Like, look at you. Thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you made me take my little lanyard wallet off. That was very European.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're very European. Thank you. Yeah. That was, that and I mean, that in, in a, that's a compliment. Yeah. Like, I love that, like the cute culturedness, you know. Thank you. I'll take it. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Um, so would you say that you've ever had like a moment that was like, kind of like, wow, like, you know, those beautiful like moments when you're like, shit, I've made it or like, I don't know, maybe it's people singing your song. I remember seeing a video on your Instagram. I think it was ages ago. Actually, you played a gig what well, would have been ages ago because it was obviously well before yeah. COVID and you played a gig uh, somewhere in Europe. And everyone had, like, their lights on their phone. Like, is it a moment? or was it Hamburg? Hamburg. Yeah.
1: It was the first time people have done a, a clap along to one of my songs. Yeah. And it completely, like, caught me off guard. Yeah. Where I, I messed up the whole song. Did you? Yeah, yeah. They started clapping and I was like, I just kind of got caught up <laughs> in it. And I was like... Can we, we're gonna start this again because i was just very i, I stopped singing and i was like playing out of time because i was just like what's happening like what are these people like clapping along they don't even know me this girl gave me a rose after the show yeah and was i like, remember that i was like oh this is so nice yeah um that was super fun that was like the first time i think i like i'd won a crowd over yeah because like i play quite low-key music yeah. so it's it's not like i can show up on stage and just and, s- and just like stun people it's like hey uh, just a little bit of quiet, please, while I play this emotional <laughs> song for you guys. Um, so that was super nice. And then there's, there's been other times, I think. Uh, I played a gig uh, when I was, I was in Norway at a festival, and I met Post Malone. Yeah. And that was the time where I was like, oh,
0: nice. That's pretty cool.
1: This feels cool. Played beer pong with him. I was on his team. Hit the winning shot.
0: You were? Yeah. <laughs> well... Great. Basketball. You are, yeah, you are the sportsman. My basketball, basketball skills coming into hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. Post Malone, that's pretty like major.
1: Yeah, it was it was strange because we were backstage and this van showed up. I knew he was playing and just he came out all hunched over. Oh, right. Really? Like so he, he's like you. Looking really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's all hunched <laughs> over. But he's like 6'4". He's like, like he's Is a really he? tall guy, yeah. yeah. He's really big. Um, And he like came hunched over and he had just a cup of orange juice in his hand, getting yeah. his vitamins in. And I was like, I don't want to approach him. Like, he looks like he's just been nonstop. Yeah. This is like around when Rockstar and stuff had come out. And then he went to his room and he came back out and he's just the sweetest guy ever. And you can tell when you look at photos of him, he's got such kind eyes. Yeah, he does. I even showed my mum a photo of him. He's like, he looks like a sweetheart. I'm like, which is weird with the face tattoos and everything. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, do you want to play beer pong? I was like, I'm down. I love basketball. I love beer pong. I'm in. And me and him teamed up against two other people and we won. And then they good. all drew tattoos, threw them in a hat and drew one out. And he had a tattoo artist that was just whatever. That's you d- sick. So I think he got Bart Simpson tattooed on his his palm. Really? While I'm sitting there just That's like.
0: That's when you could have got your first tattoo. Uh-huh. That would have <laughs> been a really cool fucking moment.
1: <laughs> it was. Tattoos I, I with out.
0: fucking Post Malone.
1: I missed out. Oh, well.
0: Yeah, that would have been a good time. Okay. You could have. I mean, I don't know what was in that hat. There would have been some awful There was tattoos. some bad, because
1: it was just people doodling. Yeah, oh, fuck. Like the no. Bart Simpson wasn't a Bart Simpson. It was somebody's shit interpretation <laughs> of a Bart Simpson. <laughs> and he's getting it right there. And he said that's the most painful tattoo he's ever had. Really? Yeah.
0: Mine's on my foot. Like that one there. I, would I can never imagine that would kill. Yeah. Uh, it's actually not finished because it got to a point where I was like, cannot deal. It's wow. so sore. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. You know, wanted it to look like permanent, uh, like lipstick or marker. And I feel like definitely now it does because it's not finished.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, you got something on your foot there,
0: <laughs> Some sort of love heart. Oh, my God. Um, and would you say that there's been anything that has been, like, a terrible moment in time on stage, off stage, that you've learnt from? Like, you know.
1: um, I wouldn't say on stage. I don't think I've had any bad things happen on stage. I mean, I've had a guitar break and stuff like that. But Yeah. But that's, that's, yeah, you yeah. get through that. But I'd say, like... Off stage, it's the, I mean, it's been a while since touring, but touring, it really is like an art form to touring, especially on long tours and things like that. The people that you have with you on the tour, if you have the, like a a weird group of people, touring just sucks. Yeah. It's like having a dinner party with the wrong guests and you're like,
0: Get out of my house. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then you're like, oh, we have like four weeks left together and like this many shows to hang out. And so I think that was probably the biggest lesson but like i also got into music really late so i did a lot of touring when i was young in a band yeah so i think that teed me up for touring now that i'm like okay i learned all this back in the day that i can apply now but i think i think that's the biggest thing that i learned which was like hard when you're touring with the wrong people
0: why were you touring with bad people at one point
1: yeah but there's just there's so much drama that goes on with tour like i've i've gone on support act tours and stuff like that and i've had you know the band that I was opening for, like, complained that I wasn't good enough to open for them and things like that. What? Yeah, and I was like, because I manage myself as well, all the information comes back to me directly. Yeah. So, it's just like, I was like, oh. Do you
0: have an alias um, email?
1: Yeah, I use uh, I use my own email, but I go by the manager, Dan.
0: Dan? Yeah, Dan all is my secret manager. Out. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've stopped using that. I feel like the past year I've stopped using Dan, but for a while I was running as Dan, and then people would want to phone call with Dan. Oh, no. And I was I like, oh, actually, uh, Hazlitt's happy to talk directly. So I'll just uh, just give him a call directly and he'll <laughs> be fine. I'm oh like... <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, but it's like you don't want to like, uh, negotiate uh, a writer or a fee for a gig as, yeah. you, as the artist because... You're always gonna come across like a dick if you do that. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you'd rather have someone be the Yeah, you bad obviously cop.
0: negotiating one hundred percent. You'd feel like such a weirdo negotiating for yourself.
1: Yeah. And I've had like a couple managers that just didn't work, so I was like, I'll just manage myself for a while. Yeah.
0: And you're that kind of guy. You're very like <laughs> I don't even know what the right word is.
1: Managerial? I don't know. No,
0: <laughs> well you are, because you love a curated feed. Yeah, like yeah. you're very particular about your aesthetic. Mm. And i feel like you'd be very particular about your aesthetic in music as well like in terms of like business you know what i mean
1: yeah i think i've noticed that with a couple of my friends who we um the guys who run the label in sweden yeah um they look after me and we've had so many conversations of them getting to know exactly what i like because i'm like i want to take my hands off i don't want to manage myself it's too yeah it's too much yeah it's too difficult to like do that as much as like i've tried you'd rather someone who knows you inside out and is just like like you and dina like you want someone who's there who just knows exactly what they want or exactly what you kind
0: of know how they think yeah like even, yeah, yesterday with Dina, like she just, I just know. Like yeah. I'm always like two steps ahead of her.
1: Like she needs water. Yeah. <laughs> that when she does the, the left eye, <laughs> When the water. she
0: twitches, that's water. When, when <laughs> it's the right, that's tequila.
1: <laughs> when it's both, doctor. Yeah. Get a doctor here.
0: <laughs> if she pauses, doctor. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you, I have to say, you do have one of the most beautifulest feeds I've ever seen. As do you. Oh, thank you. Which is how we connected. Yeah, it was how we connected. Um, but your feed, like, honestly, I, I'm you with your content, some of the things that you create with those little videos, with I don't even know where you get this stuff from. Like, some of the Which pieces. Videos? Huh? Which videos? Like, you'll put up all these beautiful videos, and it will be, like, um, like people kissing in a park, or I don't even know where you get these videos from. I love from. that stuff. I know you do. Yeah. And I love it, too. <laughs> like, I'm such a romantic. And you fucking somehow... I don't know. You make me like. I watch your videos and like it makes me want to like fall in love. I reckon.
1: That's good. Yeah. That's the vibe I'm trying to put out there. But like, where do you even get it from? Uh, I used to, I used to just rip a lot of stuff. Uh, and then I found that I really can't do that. I can't rip from old like romantic movies because I feel like it's illegal and taking IP and things like that. Oh, is it? Okay. But like, so I started filming a lot more of that stuff. I was, I was like, I need to find things like this or a lot of the um. What's it called when it's uh, open copyright stuff?
0: Isn't it just copyright public copyright. domain? Oh yeah, yeah. Public yeah.
1: domain footage and things like that. Um, but yeah, I just started collecting that. I've like hard drives filled with random like clips that. and things.
0: Yeah, right. Because I remember reaching out to you one day, being like, "Where did you get this?" Because like, I love like my f- one of my favorite things to do on Instagram is make a reel. Yeah. If anyone follows me, they fucking know it. Because I love creating all that. Like, I feel like I'm a videographer for a day. Yeah um and i feel like you you just nail it this i love it it's love so it's
1: it's so quick now i love all the reels and things like that of people doing it's it's it feels really self-entitled to be like oh i'm gonna do a vlog of my day yeah but they are a really fun way to catch up on what people so are up to are like you go on the festival yesterday like a yeah. oh, quick uh vlog i mean i'm not sure how many videos of that you want to let out <laughs> into the world but like <laughs> having just like yeah, quick Definitely flashing not. footage and things like that but i think that came from the graphic designer side of me i just love yeah the, you know finding the right font or right color schemes yeah. to go together
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, sounds really wanky, but no, I but like, I like it. No, but you always do have really cool font over it as well. Like if you put like little writing or lyrics or whatever you put over I your I spend videos. so
1: long adjusting fonts and things like that. I'm yeah, like, is I anyone going to notice? Is anyone going to notice and this really?
0: No, because I'm, I'm kind of the same with like attention to mm. detail and I feel like you're on point with those things as well. Yeah. So it's just, n- it's nice seeing a man actually care about stuff like that.
1: Thanks. You know? Yeah, I oh, really appreciate well.
0: it. I'm just glad that you, um your feed is one of the nicest things for me to look through. So. I I'll take Just it. Just a compliment for you. Yeah. I'll leave um, that as a, as a
1: review on my next show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll put that on Yelp yeah, for you. <laughs> thank
1: you. One star review.
0: Um, And how do you, like, if you're on the road, like, how do you stay balanced? Because you're, like, pretty advoc- – you're a bit of an advocate for mental health and yeah. meditation and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. I think I was always um, – I grew up a lot being the mum of, like, all my friends and things like that. So I was always, like, the centred – like grounded guy that looked after everyone and then you're having
0: a tea while they're having a beer yeah (laughs) uh,
1: at least a beer um (laughs) and I found after a while it's like I missed out on a lot of my early 20s just being a mum that it's like uh then when I reached my mid to late 20s I was like trying to relive my early 20s again being like oh I want to get out and party and things like that and then I think now I've kind of found myself being a bit uh late to like I thought I was very balanced and now I'm kind of like uncovering these facts that like I'm a little bit like like a little depression and things like that that I didn't deal yeah. with that I'm, I'm kind of uncovering now which is like the past 12 months has been probably the worst 12 months but like yeah. also good in a way that I've really found out a lot more about, about myself yourself. and I was yeah. like because I was like oh I'm, I'm the guy who gives people advice and helps out people yeah and then the past 12 months I've, I've been like okay I need advice and I need a bit of help. So Yeah,
0: this is this has been the year for the exact same thing yeah. for me this year.
1: Yeah, and I was like I was like, Oh, that's not me. I'm like, I don't need help. Like yeah. I'm I'm all good. I'm pretty strong like mentally, but especially moving up to Sweden for twelve months, I was in an apartment by myself for basically the past year. Yeah. That I was always like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a very solitude kind of guy. Like I love my alone time and I don't really need people. But the yeah. more that I've done that, like the you're the same, you like yeah. the solitude as well. But it's yeah. like the more I did that, the more I realized how much you actually do need people. Like, you yeah. do need that injection of energy yeah. coming around. And that's basically, yeah, the past 12 months been figuring out the balance of that, which I don't think I've had right for a while. So, it's nice getting into that. Uh, I don't know what you'd say. Um, just the balance of socia- socializing, which has been hard for everyone in the past yeah. 12 months. is like not socializing. And then trying to learn how to do it again. Yeah, no. Because
0: like like now I get really exhausted. Like what I was saying to you earlier, like I get so exhausted now, like catching up with people.
1: And I was, I think like, I was like, oh, something must be wrong. I must be sick or something. And I was talking to my mum. I called her one day when I was in Sweden, I was pretty upset. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just so run down and tired at the moment. And she kind of put it really bluntly. She was like, think about the past 12 months. Yeah. Has been exhausting. Even if you don't think it's exhausting, like even if you've, Led a pretty non-lockdown life or COVID-free life. Yep. It's like it's still been in the back of your head of like fight or flight. Yeah, running away from a pandemic. It's like yeah, of course sure. everyone's tired right now. Yeah, like, for of sure. course everyone's drained, and of course like people are nervous anytime they do something. You go to the shops, so you're like, ah.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, totally. I mean, it's just so drilled into our like yep. into our lives now. I'm just so ready for it to be done, but I'm just not sure if we're gonna have like a normal life.
1: Oh, every time every you open again. your phone, case numbers. Yeah, case I know. Numbers. I know. Oh, here's the case numbers for today. I know. Are you scared yet? Case numbers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on.
0: And if you like, would you have a backup plan, like ever? If you, I mean, I guess music's you it's always been there. But if say say if it went away for a day or a year or forever, what would
1: you do? Yeah, music like became my backup plan, which yeah. is weird. I went music. So real you've job, done the opposite. Back to, back to the backup plan of music. I joke around with my friends, though, because a lot of people I grew up in the Brisbane scene with who Mm. stopped doing music and other bands, I kept doing it. And I kind of reached the age where it's like, well, I've been doing it for so long now, I can't really do anything else. Yeah. (laughs) I can't really go (laughs) anywhere. I can't imagine
0: you doing anything else. I'd love to be... uh, I could imagine maybe, actually, you be a creative director or something for music.
1: I thought about that.
0: like the like how do i what do i what am i trying to say like the creative outlook like that would be your domain you executing and making sure that everyone's doing the way that you need to visually see something you know what i mean
1: i think i'd like to be a physio oh random (laughs) (laughs) no i'd love to do the creative thing but i I i feel like uh helping i love helping other people do the creative stuff like getting their projects out there yeah like I have a lot of people slide into my DMs all the time asking for advice, and I love spending time helping people, like you know, help their creativity get out there, yeah. or even working with new artists and like helping them try and find their sound and things like that. But I also like have this old jock sports side to me yeah, that I'm like really do. I love. I think sports science and stuff is so interesting that I'm like, yeah. oh, being a physio might be nice, or being like a nutritionist, like health. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. Person.
0: Yeah, because you're the basketball guy. I'm the basketball <laughs> guy. You are the basketball guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the amount of time, like, it's funny, especially with touring, like yeah. the amount of random courts I've played basketball, like, around the world. With Just people? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you can get, get on the internet and you can find uh, people, like, local courts that people oh, play. Really? Like, I have like a group of people in Sweden that I played. I play with, like, in West Hollywood with a few people. Yeah, played down at Venice Beach.
0: Yeah, I've, I remember seeing that all of your stories when you were playing basketball in Venice and stuff.
1: Yeah, I run into a few few trouble couple yeah. times there did you yeah i i used the c word once oh yeah they there. don't like the c word americans over there. do not like the c no, word. no they do and not like the c word they kept calling me jesus when i was playing and this guy approached me and he was like what did you say to me and in my head i was like okay i either i'm either honest and he really appreciates my honesty and doesn't yeah. fight me or i lie yeah and he may leave me alone and then he started walking towards me. And suddenly this You're guy You're like, I'm gonna get bashed. Yeah, I was just I was just like, I I said you guys were were a bunch of C-words. I'm sorry. And then he started walking towards me. And suddenly this guy standing on the sideline, eating a, a bag of peanuts. <laughs> just, Random. Just yelled at us like, yo, did that guy just call you a bunch of C-words? And I was like, he's like, that's hilarious. And just started laughing and just completely like. Cut the tension in the air. This guy laughing on the sideline that I use the c word.
0: I mean, surely Americans know that it's a it's huge part of our language. Like in Australia, it's just Australian slang. Yeah, and it it is offensive one hundred percent, but it kind of is just slang.
1: Yeah, I get way too competitive playing basketball. Yeah, like
0: yeah, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> you were really He's letting like, plays
1: chill acoustic music <laughs> and then drops c bombs yeah. on the basketball <laughs> on court the boss- wow. <laughs> on the
0: basketball court. Hilarious. Oh well, only in Venice. Yeah, good times. Um, do you have a like a great like what's your f- best travel story? Well, tour um, story.
1: Best tour story.
0: Obviously not sea bombs.
1: No, no, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't getting in fights playing basketball. <laughs> um, oh, I'd say I went to Paris once on a riding trip, which was uh, super nice. And mm-hmm. I stayed near um, Moulin Rouge and Montmartre, or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so uncultured. Like, Montmartre? Uh-huh. <laughs> Say it in a French accent, it might be right. <laughs> totally. Um,
0: You've been watching too much, Emily, in Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
1: really have. i got to stop watching that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I stayed there, and I was always like, you know, f- Paris, like, isn't you know this big romantic city surely it's not like all it's cracked up to be and that place is just amazing
0: oh my god paris is one of my favorite cities in the, w- in the world
1: i woke up like every morning and ran up to that big church on the hill yeah like, and you just see people still sitting on the steps of this thing drinking red wine at six in the morning yeah and like wow and you just walk down the streets and you're like i want to write about everything here it's like yeah. no wonder every like creative person back in the day went to this city yeah every poet, and don't every you think writer. watching
0: um emily in paris too it makes you want to just live there yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i'm like i'm like
0: world's a show like the acting is awful but also so addictive i don't understand
1: yeah you're like i can't move here on a musician budget but yeah like say if i came into some money sure i'd go live in paris for a little bit That'd yeah be great.
0: so what is the story to that
1: no it's just that it's just existing in there yeah. it's just so like you you really uh like oh city of love is such a lie and you go there you're like this is the city of love like, yeah it is. you understand like you have to, it's one of those places you have to go to and just walk around the streets. Yeah. And it's it's unlike anything else.
0: Yeah, it really is. It Like, yeah, that city, I, I think I could easily live there and definitely in Barcelona. I've, I've obs- never been to Barcelona. Oh, babe, I'm obsessed with Barcelona.
1: I was obsessed with your Greek photos when you went to the Greek oh, islands. Oh, yeah, I do love some and Greece. I was, just like, I was like, ooh, maybe next year I'll go to the Greek islands.
0: This is why I think I should move to London. For, uh, you know, I can zip over there anytime yeah. I want. But then would I be fully depressed in December?
1: You would be. Yeah. But that, that was always my plan, moving to Europe, is Europe during most of the year and then come home to Australia for summer. Yeah. Because I can't deal but with three hours of sunlight and minus 17 in Sweden for December, January.
0: Fuck no. Can anyone? <laughs>
1: Well, they, they seem to get by. Yeah, they, but they, they're, they're used like, to oh, that. we get super productive in the winter. I was like, what? I'm, I'm planning my what I'm going to eat for dinner at two p.m. because it's dark outside. Yeah, like, I don't know how you get anything done here. What
0: time is it, What time is it, does the sunrise and sunset?
1: Uh, it'll be like ten thirty, nine That's like peak winter. It'll be like ten a.m. and then it'll go down like two thirty, three o'clock.
0: That's fucked.
1: Yeah, and you're like, oh, the day's over, guys. I might uh, pack it up for yeah. the day, and then like, oh, you just stay and work. If you just stay in the studio, it's always dark. And you're like, that's so depressing to think about.
0: Yeah, that's so depressing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, would you say that, you, like, have you got any other stories that would be your best touring stories? Best Any wild <laughs> things that have happened? Probably not with your little, f- with your folky fan base.
1: I was, uh, <laughs> the, the old folk music crowd doesn't <laughs> get too wild. Um, I did play, I played a, a festival in New York. Yeah. Um. And that was, I wrote a song called Karaoke. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've heard it. I'll probably send it to you once and be like, hey, do you like this? Please <laughs> please tell me you like it, Bianca. <laughs> um, and that was uh, that was a pretty wild story where I, I played this show. My friend just happened to be in town from Australia. Yeah. He was like, hey, do you want to go out to dinner tonight? Have a quiet dinner and just uh, lay low. Um, I was like, yeah, cool, let's go. We went to uh, Italy. And went and got some food, and he gets a text message. Yeah, and he looked up at me, and he had just this like shit-eating grin on his face, and I was like, "What was that?" And he's like, "He's like, do you wanna do you wanna go catch up with Lindsay Lohan?" Shut up! And I was like, "I love mean girls, yes. please, <laughs> can we, can we go catch up with Lindsay Lohan." So we pull up. When was this? This was uh, was this
0: after kind of like her mental breakdown or whatever that
1: I'm not that too she sure. Had? I was never very clued in on the on the the timeline of Lindsay Lohan's uh,
0: oh it was all over Instagram okay yeah it was a real moment that you've obviously missed I
1: think it might have been before Yeah, she might. was she was dating uh, a Middle Eastern prince or something at the time okay so we pulled up to this hotel we went up to her room uh, knocked on her door she opened it she was wearing a towel what? she was like I told you I wasn't ready yet I'm like oh nice to meet you <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh sorry we'll wait, we'll wait downstairs she was like there's a black escalade waiting out the front I was like, okay. She's like, just go sit in that and wait for me. So me and my friend just walked down. I was like, what is happening? This is... This is so weird. I'm like, just along for the journey. Because, like, he knows these people. So I'm like... Yeah. But I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. Yeah. So we get in the car. She comes down. Jumps in the car. Talks in a variety of different accents, which is very confusing. Really? Um, yeah. And I was wearing a cheap H&M shirt. She ripped me for fast fashion, <laughs> which was bad. Anyway, I got to know her. She was quite lovely. Yeah. Uh, and her... um. Prince's boyfriend got in the car as well, and her sister, uh, and we went to this fancy bar on a rooftop. We were there for maybe twenty minutes. They had uh, like a, a booth and everything. And after that, they were like, "Oh, let's just go." I was like, "Oh, but this is like such a bougie club. Like looking out over New York. He-
0: we've been here for twenty minutes. Yeah, they like barely had a like. Appetizer. Do you want to go to
1: Do you want to go to Chinatown and go to karaoke? And I was like, I'm down. Let's go. I hate karaoke, but I'm down for like to go to karaoke with these with people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. So we get I that. I hate karaoke too. And they're like, everyone has to pick a song. And I was like, oh, what's a, what's a good song that people love? That's an easy sing." I was like, Dancing in the Dark, Bruce Springsteen, Yeah. Done. Cue it up. Uh, songs are ticking over, it's my time to get up. I get the microphone, I'm about to walk up on stage and sing Dancing in the Dark, Bruce Springsteen. And Lindsay Lohan snatches the microphone out of my hand. And she's like, you can't sing that song. Why? I was like, why? She's like, that's my song. And just looked me dead in the eyes. I was like, just gave her the microphone. And she skipped the song and went to another song. You're kidding. Yeah. Anyway, my the the song I, I wrote the song about this night out, and my friend got progressively more drunk, and I had to take him home, and he threw up in a cab. And oh shit, I'll have to listen to this song. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a real story, real whirlwind yeah. story, This one. <laughs> I um
0: I know I remember when we met in Perth, and I asked you to sing a, like write a song about me. Yeah. I wanted to be amused for a red hot second.
1: I feel like you tell that to everybody, though. H-
0: no, I don't. I've only <laughs> ever said that to you. You don't want a
1: dance music song about you? You'd I rather mean, a folk song.
0: Well, I'd rather a romantic yeah, it's song. A more
1: romantic folk songs.
0: You know? And you, I feel like you would have like a romantic song. We went fireworks. on, babe, we went on like the most randomest date across all those different bars drinking and all Our these first, j-
1: th- <laughs> Our first time we met was a date, and it was just like, ah, oh, cool. You want to, we're both in Perth? Cool. Let's go on a date. Yep. Sounds good. Yeah, so good. What do we have? a? B- we had a bet on something.
0: We had a bet of...
1: Oh, of the, the over-under of how many uh, girls would be in that bar. A sports bar. Yeah, the sports bar that we were yeah. drinking in. And, and then whoever
0: watch. lost had to do shots. Tequila. Yeah, it was you. Your favourite. You lost. Yeah, and I hate tequila. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I chose the spirit, oh the deadly God. spirit.
0: <laughs> um, And would you say that you've got a... Um, do you reckon you've got a life motto?
1: Um, yeah, my friend gave me a birthday card when I was 18 that says everything happens for a reason on it.
0: That's your life motto?
1: Yeah. And I think it's so cheesy. Yeah. But I keep it in my guitar case. Do you? Yeah, for my 18th birthday, it stays in my guitar case all the time.
0: That's a bit cute and sentimental. Yeah. Very Hazlitt. (laughs) Thank
1: you. But I, I I think it's so true. It's like, I always, people ask, oh, do you have a big regret in your life? Yeah. And my immediate reaction is always getting into music late. Yeah. Because I didn't start singing till I was 25, 26 or something. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of just remind myself I'm like, oh, if I sung earlier, maybe I would have quit music earlier and not kept going. Like, yeah. I, probably, I probably fell into music at the right time at 25, 26 and had stories to write about from like.
0: Yeah, like maybe you wouldn't have had anything to write about yeah. back then because you weren't really.
1: Exactly. So yeah. I think it's good to remind yourself that everything happens for a reason.
0: Yeah. You know, um, I was watching yesterday The Intern on the plane. Great.
1: Love Great movie. that Great movie.
0: movie. Oh, what was it? It's like at the end and he's like, or well near the end. And he's, oh, no, it's at the very, very start. Sorry. It's at mm-hmm. the very, very start. And he's like, I once read that musicians don't stop music. They stop when they've got nothing else to write or sing about. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I love that.
1: That's so cute. It's Yeah, I think I think that with like the EPs that I've done. I'm like, I spent my whole life writing my first EP. Yeah. And then it's like 12 months to write the next one. Yeah. And then you wonder why people struggle with follow-ups. It's like, well, you have such a short yeah. amount of time to get inspiration for the next one. Well, I four.
0: mean the Flight Facilities album that they just brought out. That mm. took seven years. Yeah. Like.
1: But I think that's uh, – a lot of that information is getting shared around now, which is super yeah. nice that people – have uh, somehow confused uh, media cycle culture with art culture. Mm-hmm. And it's like music is art. And it's like, yeah. you're expected to put a song out and you have to follow it up in four weeks because you've got to keep people's attention. It's like, if you're making good art, you should actually spend the time you need yeah. to like get good stuff together and get good inspiration together. It doesn't need to be, people have got confused between yeah. media and art, I think yeah. is, the, is the big thing.
0: Yeah. I agree. I mean, yeah, you should you shouldn't rush it either yeah. because I feel like then you're going to be putting something out that you're not obviously too happy with. And it depends and what kind of
1: artist you are as well. Like yeah. if you're if you want to be part of the content cycle, that's like that's good. People are really good at doing that. Yeah. But it's like yeah, if you want to be part of like an art cycle, you have to just know when to be able to switch off or not be scared to take time off. Yeah. And like just soak up some things for new music.
0: Yeah. So I had a shower thought the other day.
1: Is that a usual thing?
0: Well, yeah. I feel like I have all my great thoughts while driving or in the shower. But I had a shower thought the other day. If you, and like this is something that I am so genuinely want to know from every single person that I speak to now. If you had like a soundtrack Mm -hmm. for your life, what do you think that it would be?
1: The Forrest Gump soundtrack. Really? Yeah. Have you ever listened to it? Not really. When people ask me the whole uh, you can take one album away to a desert, deserted island.
0: Yeah.
1: Forrest Gump soundtrack.
0: Oh, one. Because
1: uh, one you think about the movie Forrest Gump. Yeah. It goes through so many eras. Yeah. Well, I mean, You start off with Elvis Presley, Hand Dog, and then you go through the 70s with Creedence, Clearwater Revival. And I wow, love all that know, stuff.
0: You know this fucking soundtrack back <laughs>
1: to front. It's because I had it growing up. I actually had a a burnt copy that I think I ripped off, like Casar yeah. or Lime oh Wire. Oh my god, or they were the days, weren't they? with yeah. you
0: burned CDs.
1: <laughs> and then I even printed out the Forrest Gump uh, artwork and put it into a plastic um, CD. Really. And then my mum got the actual soundtrack for Christmas one year, wow. and it's just it's a double CD as well. So Is it? Yeah.
0: My first ever CD was a double CD, and I remember going, "What oh was my it? God.
1: Ministry of Sound?
0: No, Mo- Michael Jackson.
1: <laughs> ah, classic." <laughs>
0: Ministry of sound, this guy thinks that all I do is listen to dance music.
1: I think you wake up with your morning coffee and you're just like doof-doofing. Yeah, I do. Okay.
0: You know when they do that unwrapped with Spotify? I remember once, I think it was last year maybe, it was like no one listens to Electronic House. More than you. More than you at 5am or something. And I remember going, what the fuck? That is so me. It's because it pumps me up when I'm going to Pilates. 5am, I'm like, fuck yeah. Diet let's put it on. I'm my such airport. an
1: emotional music person. i yeah, you gym, are. I'll, I'll be on the treadmill listening to Scientist Coldplay or like Adele.
0: Oh, I do love Scientist Coldplay.
1: Because when I feel like I have to quit, I'm like, I'll just start crying and keep running. Yeah. <laughs> You're like so <laughs> depressing. It's like you live such a depressing life. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with like you? I
0: just some things. Maybe I should be taking a leaf out of your book. Maybe I should be listening to things that are really like low key to like bring me down.
1: Maybe I should pump myself maybe up. Maybe you more. should listen okay. to my
0: like Pump Up.
1: Okay. Sounds good. We'll trade playlist. Yeah, we'll trade. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um so that would be your playlist.
1: Yeah, that soundtrack is is great.
0: Okay, well I'll have to give it a run. You know what you I thought I don't about know if you'll like it. Well, do you know what um, soundtrack I thought about it the other day what? that is actually fucking great? Matilda the movie. Oh. Great playlist. Oh sorry, that soundtrack.
1: What was the I'm on my way by I forget the band. Yeah. The one where she's moving all the stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great song.
0: Great song. Great movie. Something That's a like great that. morning song. Yeah.
1: To really wake up in the morning. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to be able to move the curtains with waving your finger, but yeah, at no, least the that song. That would be cool yeah. though if
0: I could. What do you have coming up?
1: Um, Like we were talking about with the art cycle, I spent uh, the past 12 months doing an album. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, February. Yeah. And originally in my head, cause I dropped an album mid, oh, an EP mid 2020. Yeah. And my biggest fear, cause it di- it did pretty well ish i think yeah <laughs> it picked up it got picked up a few places and i feel like
0: you were playlisted a lot
1: yeah i, I got playlisted on like uh coffee and chill and a lot of those yep. um chill playlists yeah the chill, I'm the chill guy now yeah <laughs> um but my yeah my biggest fear was to not have something else come out like within 12 months yeah and so um you know mid 2021 i was like stressing out I'm like it's been 12 months since my EP. I'm going to fall off the radar. I really need to get something out. And I just had to remind myself, like, just keep making this album until it's ready. So we spent me and Freddie, my producer up there. um, We spent 12 months just putting this album together. So I think we had about 15 songs and we're cutting it down to about 12 at the moment. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, we, it's yeah, a lot of focus on all the little details. So I'm, I'm, Kind of over getting scared that it's what, taking too long. Now yeah. I'm just like, let's just make it the best that it can be. And that'll be it. And that'll be it. Yeah. So I think first song will come out. Which you've heard. I have. And even you like it. I do. The dance music queen likes yeah. it.
0: <laughs> I do like okay. it. We'll oh know, it. When I sent you that back, I was like, I like it. You were like, wow, I'm going to ro- roll with it. I was this. like, that's a
1: big compliment from you. <laughs> I like it. I was like, yes. yeah, I'm in.
0: No, it is great. It's going
1: to be a good year. Yeah,
0: it's going to be a good year. Good on you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming to the W.
1: It's a pleasure to be at the W.
0: Yeah. It could be a better day, but that's okay. It's
1: all right. We're inside. We're in the air con. Yeah, we're in the air con. Stay in the AC. Brisbane humidity and we'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Anytime.
0: Thanks so much for listening, guys. We will link the artists' Instagram and Spotify in our show notes. Please like and subscribe and follow us on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube to stay up to date with your favourite artists. We'll see you next week. Side stage.